grace as you run with the last minute things. Amen. Uh, that's so mistakeful. I am pressing on. And it aligns with what God has asked me to share with you this afternoon. Uh, we'll speak about favor. So I wonder whether you're ready to press on to your favor. How many of you are ready to press on to your favor? God has favored you. The question is, are you willing to pursue it? Amen? Are you willing to pursue it? Why are you so quiet? Are you willing to pursue it? Are you not interested in what God has for you? I mean, God says, I have great plans for you. You don't want to know them? Eh. Oh, it's the stress of Christmas shopping. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. If you would turn with me to that, that will be great. For those who are willing to pursue your favor, join the train. Amen. Those who are interested to know what God has in store for you, welcome aboard. It is the desire of the Lord to hide a matter and the glory of kings to search out a matter. You know that scripture? God hides a matter and kings search out that thing. You must be willing to search it out, to know what God has for you so that you can claim it. Otherwise, many times we claim things, but we claim black. I claim the blessings of Abraham and they are black. Amen. Luke 2, 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. We're going to speak about favor. Increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Who else in the scriptures is spoken of this way? Anybody knows? Bible scholars? Who else in the scripture is spoken of this way? Joyce, no? Bryson, come on, we are in the same class. David? No, really. Samuel, who's that? Daniel? Can you clap for Daniel? First Samuel chapter 2.26, put that up. Because you can argue that Jesus is God, so it is given. Samuel was born of a man and a woman. First Samuel 2.26. And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and man. 
And so if you are quick to dismiss that God, Jesus is God, so it is given, meaning you too can grow in favor with both God and man. Many times we have taught that you need to seek favor with God and forget what men think. And that sounds good. But for God to walk and work with you, he needs a man to direct you. That's why they are pastors, they are prophets, they are teachers who God uses to reveal to you the heart of God. Amen? But if I'm a man of God, but my character is not right, I cannot have favor with men. Amen? There are many who are favored by God, but their character is not right. Samson is one of them. He was favored. He had the strength. He was filled with strength and power by the Holy Spirit, but his character did him more harm than good. I'm not a politician by any means, but the current president is really gifted in governing. But what costs him is his character. Amen? You can be good in whatever gift or calling that God has favored you with. But if your character does not align with your calling, then you cannot have favor with men. Do you agree or do you disagree? Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse, chapter 3, verse 4. Begin from verse 1. We shall look at the favor of God and then we shall look at the favor of men. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandment. How do you win favor with God? By keeping his word. Now there are two parts to this. There are those who are chosen by God and they are favored by God. Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. There are those who are favored according to the sovereign will of God. They don't have to do anything. You are just favored. That is one way to be favored by God. The other way to be favored by God is by keeping his commandment. Verse 2 goes on to say, For the length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Those who are favored by God by virtue of keeping his commandment, they enjoy not just the length of days. There's a difference between length of days and long life. One is the period which you live, which is long. The other one is the quality of life. Otherwise, what's the point of being 80 years old and you don't even know yourself? We ask God, I want to live long. I'll add something else to that. I want to live a long and a quality life. Amen. 
such that at 18 years old you're running up and down the stairs. <laughs> and peace will be added to you. So you won't have all these issues. Children fighting, your wife or your husband fighting you. At work you have issues, your business is going through issues. No. There will be peace in every area you do. But that is tied to whether you are keeping the word of God in your life. Verse 3. And as that goes on, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. What does God require of men but to live justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God? You must be a person full of mercy. You must allow grace reign in your life, understanding that people are at different levels of their spiritual growth. They are still young ones. They are those who are mature. They are those who will mess here and there. We all have children. For those who don't, you will learn this later. They do a lot of stuff. They fight over little things. You must have grace over them. You must let them figure out their issues. But have grace. If you keep punishing and pointing everything, you will be tired. Let them sort themselves out. Have grace over them. When they try to trick you, like the other day, Friday, my son took my iPad and tried to sneak behind my back when we are coming to church for prayers, and I asked him, what you're doing is not new. I did that. I would have been harsh and take the iPad. I was like, you go, grace reigns. But let me let you know, whatever you do is not new. I already know what you're about to do. Amen? even if they break the TV screen. <laughs> I learned this the hard way. A couple of years back, we had both chairs in my house. And then children being children, they took a pencil, whether it was a pen or a pencil, and they began poking holes on the chairs. These are dining room chairs. I, I knew less then. And so in our trying to be good parents, but strict parents, we were like, all right, Ryan, this is the chair you poked, count how many holes you poked. Rehima, this is the chair you poked, count how many holes you poked, and there were many. And I said, all right, you did 23 holes, those are 23 whoops. And we punished them. And then God dealt with me after that. God's not gonna stop you. He will deal with you in private. What was that all about? Didn't I not have mercy over you? Amen. They will do silly things. Have mercy over them. Amen. We are talking about winning favor with God. Be perfect as he is. 
the perfection that God is talking about is in the area of grace and mercy. He does not count your transgressions against you. And therefore he has given you this ministry of reconciliation that you may reconcile the world back to God through Christ who does not see them, does not judge them based on what they do but rather has mercy over them and calls them saints, calls them righteous. Not because they are, but he sees them from a different perspective. Paul says in the book of Corinthians, saints, he calls them saints. And then he begins correcting and rebuking the things they were doing. These, these are saints. In other words, God will elevate you to where you ought to be and challenges you to grow up. For the words that he speaks to you are spirit and life. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 22 the words that he speaks to you are able to quicken your mortal bodies. They are able to give health to your mortal bodies, to your flesh. I was hoping they would be at par with me, yeah. For they are like to those who find them. Again, there is the finding. And health to all their flesh. So if you want to feel well, I mean, if you want to live a, a healthy life, Before you run to the doctors, how or what is your relationship with the word? For we are talking about favor, the doors of favor. Romans chapter 10, I shared this earlier, verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth one, confess, one, one confesses, a confession is made unto salvation. You want favor from God. You want the blessings of God. What is your relationship with his word? His word does not come to agree with you. His word does not come to agree with you. It does not come to agree with what I think. But many times what we have done is we walk in the flesh. And the components of the flesh, that is the faculty of the intellect, the emotions, and the will, they guide us on how to relate with the word of God. And so we take the word, we judge it based on what we understand here. If I don't get it, I will not do it. We judge it based on what we are feeling that we should do. We judge it based on what we are willing to do. Yet believing is not a component of the mind, it's a component of the heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. God tells Samuel, I do not see as man sees, I look at the heart. You want favor with God? What is the condition of your heart? Render your hearts to him. Be diligent in pursuing what he says, for the words that he speaks a spirit and life. And so you want long life and quality life? What's your relationship with his word? 
God is interested in your heart. Not in how smart you are. Not in how many scriptures you can quote. Amen. With the heart one believes and to righteousness, not with the mind. Not with the mind, with the heart. And so I gave kids an assignment a couple of weeks ago. Those who come to Bible study in my house, and I gave them a very big challenge. Because the word does not come to agree with you. And I asked them this. If you believe God and you respect the authority God has placed in your life, understanding that God is the head of Christ, Christ is the head of the man, man is the head of the woman, and the parents are the head of the children, then this is my challenge to you. Do not argue with your parents no matter what. And it was a big A. And there were questions, what if? If we really respect the authority of God, because it's a divine authority, the problem is that we have allowed, we have allowed a lot of worldly wisdom to infiltrate divine institutions, institutions that have been put in place by God. And so you hear people say, I cannot be a dormant in my marriage. I also have a voice. I will speak my mind. And I, may, I say this in the first service. It's, it's, it's pretty controversial, but it's only controversial because we are stubborn people. We are stiff-necked people. We wanna use our intellects to capture the word of God and we cannot. The word of God is beyond understanding. And so I say this. If God is the head of Christ, how did Christ relate to God? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word spent ample time to know God. The Word agreed with God. The Word did not seek a compromise with God. Where God was, the Word was. What God did, the Word was there watching, learning, observing. Before the Word became God, the Word was with God. That's John 1 1. The desire for the word to know the heart of God in order to agree with God, the word had to walk with God. Amos 3 3. How can two walk together unless they agree? It's not saying how can two walk together unless they compromise. There are things in marriage that we compromise, and that is fine. A good example I shared in the other service is when you're going shopping. 
for most men, we don't like shopping. I want to go in, do my hits, and get out. If it's a pair of jeans I want to get, I get it, and I get out. For our wives, they want to go in, they want to try this dress. No, 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 that don't fit me. They want to try this other one. No, they want to walk in a snail's pe- And that is fine. But if it's the two of you together, pursue peace. So there is an element of compromise. I will slow down for your sake, or rather, to put it in other terms, I will die to my speed, my need of speed and rush for your sake, but you as well, die to your need of wanting to try every dress, or your need to want to try every shoe for my sake. Let's reach in the middle, let's walk together. There is that. But the danger of compromise when it comes to your moral, your ethical, and your spiritual welfare is a slope down, a dangerous, slippery slope to your death. A lot of times when Israel chose to compromise their position with God, they ended up in disobedience, which led to what? Judgment. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? There is the component of walking together. The word was with God. Because God is the head of Christ. After Christ had known the heart of God, which is love, he was qualified to come and express that heart to men. The gospel of Christ, the gospel of salvation, is the gospel of love. Not as the world sees it, but as God sees it. But you can only see as God sees it if you walk with me. And so Jesus says, as I was with the Father, be with me. As I obey the Father, obey my words. As I have known the love of the Father and the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Because Christ is the head of men. I am not cooking that up. That is in 1 Corinthians what? 11.3? Put it that up. Put it up there before people start fighting. I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of woman is man and the head of Christ is God. Now I need you to study the relationship in every stage of authority. And so to you who calls yourself a husband, Christ is your head. And as he is, so are you. As he is, so are you. And so there has to be a desire to know how Christ is. He spent time with God. He knew the heart of God. He pursued the heart of God. 
and he came to fulfill the commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. That's the first part. The second part is love your neighbor as yourself. But now I have come and I have said, this is now the new standard of love, that you lay down your life for the sake of another. You lay down your life for the sake of another. That is love. And so the question then is, if I am walking with Christ, I'm speaking to men, Do we understand that the love God had towards Jesus was unconditional? Amen? As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. The love of God towards Christ was unconditional. But the Word had to make a choice of His own to obey the commandments of the Father. In other words, the love of Christ to God was dependent on whether he will pursue the will of God or not. Will he obey the commandments of the Father? As he is, so are we. And he says in the book of John chapter 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. And so the love of Christ to God was hinged on this. Will you obey my word? Will you agree to walk with me? Now let's go down the next level of authority. Christ is the head of man and he has given us the same, same challenge. If you love me, keep my word. Now it's not just to men, it's to all of us, but mostly to men. If you love me, Keep my commandments. And the commandment is love. The commandment that I give you, it's not burdensome. It is love. You do not have to manufacture it. You just have to watch what I do and do the same thing. Amen. Up to that point, I know we are good. From this point on, Favor with women, favor not with women, favor with men becomes controversial. But nonetheless, I speak not of my own but of Christ. If the love of God to Christ is unconditional, then the love of Christ to man is also unconditional. Meaning the love of a man to his wife must be and conditional and all the men say amen I only heard him and Pastor Suleiman <laughs> and Pastor Ayak. the love of a man to his wife must be and conditional whether your wife chooses to be whatever they want to be your love is not hinged on what they are doing or what they are saying or where they are going, your love is unconditional because you are the head of your wife. Amen? Shall we get more controversial? 
The love of Christ to God was conditioned on him keeping and doing the will of the Father. He tells the disciples, my food is to do the will of God, of the one who sent me. And therefore, your will, you're looking for the will of God over your life. Your will is this, to do the will of Christ. For as he is, so are you. And what is that will? Be the expression of love. The reason why submission is the most hated word is because of stubbornness. Because of stubbornness. Men, the reason why there is a lot of struggle and challenges in marriages, number one, because men have not understood the unconditional love of Christ. Either they are stubborn towards it or they have not known Christ. Number two, because we have allowed the wisdom of the world to infiltrate our marriages and our churches. As a result, we end up with divisions and all... What do they call? What is that word they use? Shenanigans. That's the word? We have all these shenanigans in our marriages and in our churches because we have not understood the unconditional love of God and the unconditional love of Christ which was demonstrated to us for while we were still sinners, while we were still enemies, Christ died for you. And so our love to Christ is conditioned on our relationship with the word. And so if you are the priest of your house, the pastor of your house, the shepherd of your house, then your head is Christ. And I'm saying if, depending on your, whether you are in Christ or not, your shepherd is God. You are the shepherd over the people God has entrusted in your, in your life, your wife and your children. And if you are a leader in the community, the people in that community are your sheep. And the question then is, are you ready to lay down your life for their sake? Are you ready to love them unconditionally? Now, the relationship of the woman or the wife to the husband is where the controversy lies because the way you know your husband now I'm speaking to our wives the way you know your husband is by how much time you're willing to spend with him amen we have had a lot of teaching about favorism but sometimes we have favored children not because of anything but because they choose to be where you are 
I know there are many who favor a specific child because of their skill in sports or maybe because of their dancing or maybe because of one thing or another. But a child who chooses to be with you, to want to go to work with you, to want to stay with you wherever you are, whether you are in your office, whether you are just going shopping, whether you're going to visit friends, whether you're going for a walk, whether you just want to go for a drive, daddy, I just want to be with you. It's just a matter of time that you will favor them above everybody else. For those with children, is it true? But if a child, all he wants is to play Xbox and PlayStation, you're not going to force them. Let them do it. When that type of favor comes, you as a father, you will want to favor that, which who, who, that, that one who wants to stay with you. Because these things have come to rob you of fellowship. Sometimes I wonder why we entertain them. That includes myself. Why do we buy these things anyway? But again, love sets you free. So you set them free. Let them choose for themselves. Christ chose for himself to be with God. And the word was with God. And so as a man... I am challenging you, you want favor with God, choose for yourself to spend time with God, to know his word. Glory be to God. And so our love to God is conditioned on whether we keep his commandments. Now, following the line of authority, the love of a husband is unconditional to the wife. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. The wife is not commanded to love you. She must make that choice by herself. And the way she will prove her love to you is whether she abides by your word or not. And let me hear an amen. Whether they choose to abide by your word or not, that is how they prove their love. Be a man to keep your word. Let the wife choose whether to abide to that word or not. And whether they choose to abide or not, your unconditional love is not hinged on her choice. You love her the same. And I used a very simple example. And I used my wife. I'm free. If I sleep on the couch, that's fine. That's my wife. But if I am here and my wife is there, as simple as, honey, come. Now, whether she comes or not, that's her choice. But if she responds to my beckoning and she comes, all she's doing is she's winning favor for herself. Because when she comes and she spends time with me, then whatever she asks, she will get it. True or false? True. Amen. Greek. True. The more you spend time with somebody who is above you, the more you win favor with them. The more a child spends time with his father, the more that child wins favor with the father. 
If my Ryan wants to come to work with me and he sits and says, Daddy, you're not leaving me behind. I am coming with you. No matter what, even if I have to sit and do nothing, I am coming. I want to be with you. Soon it opens my eyes to his heart and I see this child really wants to know me. They want to know my word. They want to know what I'm doing. And so Jesus pursued God to a point where Jesus knew the heart of God. And so before Jesus became God, he had a good relationship with the Father. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word became God. The Word was God. At that point, Jesus already knows the heart of God. That when he is sent, for you are called to be sent. When he is sent, he is not sent to go do his will. He is sent to go do the will of the Father. And the Father does not have to worry what my son will do. Because the Father already knows the heart of the Son. And so the question is, my wife said we've been married for 12 years. Now there's a lot of grace to apply. There is the learning of each other. But does your wife know your heart? For her to love you, does she know your heart? The reason why we have struggles in our marriages is because men have lost their position of authority. The reason why we have children go haywire, the reason why children had a hard time with my instructions not to argue with their parents is because we have gone haywire. We have allowed worldly wisdom to infiltrate our marriages. But the world does not come to agree with your mess. Amos 3.3 How can two work together unless they are agreed? It is not a compromise. It is for you to know my heart as a father that you may agree with what I have for you that you may go and speak as me. Amen. Sometimes God gives me very hard things to preach. Nonetheless, I speak. Amen. Because the words that you receive are spirit in life. And so it goes to say that the love of a wife is conditioned on whether she obeys you as the husband. If she fights against you, then it is a reflection of rebellion. Just as men rebel against Christ and they do not walk in his commandments, the same thing infiltrates down the line. We are talking about godly marriages. We are not talking about compromise. The word compromise is very famous. People want to talk about compromise. There are things to compromise for the sake of peace, but there are things you cannot compromise. 
especially things that pertain to the word of God. And so the word says, wives submit and respect your husbands. Now you have a choice because it's a choice. Christ chose for himself to be with God. It is a choice. Now you can, you can choose to be with Beyonce and say independent woman. Nobody's going to put me on the door. I'm not going to be anybody's doormat. Or you can choose to respect and submit. Let's quit from admiring the early church. Let's quit from admiring our grandparents and say their marriages were good. I know there are a lot of things that were going on, but they didn't fight a lot. Let's quit from saying that we have too many divorces. No, 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 no. You are not of this world. That is the talk of the world. Your constitution is the word of God. What does God say? And so if God tells you respect your husband, don't take it with your mind. It is an issue and a component of the heart. When you take it with your mind, you miss a whole lot and it will not make sense. You will argue, who am I? No, I'm an independent woman. Children were like, no, our parents are always wrong. Amen. And I'm glad uh, Kimani and uh, Shiko is here. Actually, I wanted all the kids to come in today, but uh, I think Kimani and Shiko are fine. They will speak on, on our behalf to the rest of the kids. Amen. Because you want favor with God and you want favor with men, then your relationship with the word becomes very critical. Favor with men is won by walking in wisdom. Walking in wisdom. Walking with wisdom. A soul without wisdom is as good as dead. And so there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Oh, I speak the truth and nothing but the truth. The truth will open you, will reveal you, and we shall know you. No. That, that's not what the word says. The word says speak the truth in love. The motive behind your speaking of the truth must be love. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. Now the purpose of the commandment is love, not exposing others. You want to correct somebody, correct them in love. Do it from a pure heart. And so before you start saying, oh, I speak the truth, what is the condition of your heart? Do it from a good conscience. Do it from a sincere faith. Jesus came to reveal the truth. He did not come to condemn the world. But the world through him might be saved. If that is the mission, then what is our mission? To condemn or to save those who have been entrusted in our hands? 
Amen? Amen? Yeah. It doesn't really rhyme with the, the season. You win favor from men by walking in wisdom. You win favor from men by walking in. A soul without wisdom is as good as dead. People have used these scriptures to kill and to destroy the same word that is supposed to give you life People have used it to kill and to destroy. The difference is, how did you receive the word? Did you receive it in your mind or did you receive it in your heart? If you received it in your heart, first of all, it does not transform the person next to you. It transforms you. Because the call is to walk in the unconditional love of God. Amen. When you understand that God is love and you observe Christ, you sit at his feet, you learn of him, you take upon his yoke, then you will be mature enough to even pray for those who persecute you. Without that, it is hard to pray for people who are praying for your downfall. It's going to be hard. How you receive the word, whether intellectually or whether by your heart, will determine on whether you win favor with men. Amen. Are these things too hard? They sure are. The disciples asked Jesus when he addressed the issues of marriage and they asked, how can this be? When he was addressing the issue of divorce, they admitted, they say these things are too hard because they understood here and it did not make sense. Amen. I wonder why I even carried this. I'm not using it. Amen. Amen. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with both man, God and man. If you don't have favor from men, it's going to be hard. You'll be hungry and you want somebody to help you and maybe support you by chipping in into your rent or your mortgage, but you won't find anybody because you don't have favor with men. But for you to have favor with men, pursue favor with God, everything else falls in place. Because when you pursue God, he grants you wisdom and he gives you the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit reveals to you the things of God. Wisdom teaches you how to walk on those things. Amen. The Spirit of God reveals to you the heart of God. Wisdom teaches you how to walk in those things, especially amongst men. And so the word says, be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. That is wisdom. And you grow in wisdom. The more you grow in wisdom, the more you attract people towards you. Without departing from your position with God. Nobody wants anybody who is wishy-washy. Nobody wants anybody who is lukewarm. Today you say this, tomorrow you say another. Today you walk this way, tomorrow you walk another. People will reject you. But if you are persistently walking in wisdom, what you said yesterday is what you're saying today. The promises you made yesterday, you are fulfilling them. And your walk is revealed out of the words you speak and your deeds. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And they shall know you by your words and your deeds. Because they reveal the condition of your heart. And when they see a pattern of consistency, a pattern of character that befits a man of God, they will always be attracted to you. Proverbs chapter 4, if you may go back there, and I think we'll conclude there. Uh, let me give you the exact, the exact verse. Let's begin from verse 4, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 4. He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will do what? Preserve you. She will preserve you. Nothing that you do will go to waste. Love her, and she will keep you. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Verse 8. Exalt her and she will promote you. To whom is the wisdom promoting you to? You want favor with men? Exalt wisdom. Exalt her. She will promote you. Embrace her. 
she will honor you. She will bring you honor. And who will honor you? Is it not men? There's a joke that I usually say when people get an opportunity to speak and they come to the pulpit or to the stage and they say, I am humbled that you chose me to speak. No, that's not humility. That's honor. Humility, if somebody humbles you, it means you are really proud. They pulled you down and they put you under the table and they told you, sit there. And I was telling the children, you better humble yourselves before you are humbled. Learn to obey your parents. Learn not to argue with them. It's work. It's going to take time. Humble, humble, humble yourselves. It is better to humble yourself than to be humbled. Jesus, it is spoken of in Philippians, he humbled himself. He was not humbled. He humbled himself, though he was God. Yet he humbled himself, even to the point of death. It is better to humble yourself. Walk in wisdom. Wisdom will promote you. People will be coming to you for advice. People will be coming to you asking you to pray for them because you have exalted wisdom. People, when they come to you, they are not afraid that you will condemn them. People, when they come to you, they will not afraid that you will beat them down for their mistakes. They will have the confidence. I think there is something called doctor-patient confidentiality. When you exalt wisdom, people will come to you with their problems, with their marriage problems, with their parental problems, in the confidence that you have walked in wisdom, and part of wisdom is walking in discretion, that you will not go out there and talk carelessly. They will have confidence that they can share their life with you, that they can show you their nakedness, because you have the capacity to cover them, for you have walked with Christ and you know the heart of Christ, and you know the unconditional love of Christ. Amen? They are confident that you will not go to some corner or to some lady's house to start gossiping and airing out your dirty linens. They will be confident that you are mature, way mature above that. Amen. Now we are here celebrating Christmas, and to us a child is given, and to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. A child is born, but a son is given. A son is one who has walked with God. They know the heart of God. And so God cries out from heaven. This is in Matthew and in John. And he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him, for I am confident that he knows the heart of the Father. One last thing. Favor with God must come through faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 5, and Enoch was taken. Will you put it up there for me? Enoch, Hebrews 11.5, Enoch was taken and he was not found. And it is said of him, 
that he walked with God. And we know Amos 3.3, how can two walk together unless they have agreed? Because God had taken him, for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. In Genesis, this is cross-reference to Genesis 5, I don't remember the verse, the word says, Enoch walked with God. Amen? It's the season of favor. It's the season of favor. In the midst of all that is going on, there is a favor hidden for the children of God. Those who are obedient to his word. Those who have known the heart of God. And who have chosen for themselves. For throughout history, God has been pursuing man to have a relationship with him. Because God loves the world, I guess that is here in the world. God loved the world and he died for the sake of the world. But now you must choose for yourselves. It must be voluntary. You must choose God for yourselves and spend time with God to know his heart. For the heart of God is love. The mind of God is Christ. Amen? And so Paul says, let this mind that was in Christ be yours. Walk in love and walk in victory. Who says those words? Our senior pastor. If you already know him, you know he says that a lot, right? Walk in love and walk in victory. And so this last question, and then we finish off. What's your relationship with the word? The word says, as he is, so I have sent you. By this they will know that you are truly my disciples. What is this love? The unconditional love. But your love to him is conditioned on whether you keep his commandments which you must choose for yourselves. These are hard things to say, especially in the divine institutions of marriage and family. And even in your places of work, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 onwards, and whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. The word, the same word says, obey your authorities. It is God who ordained them over you. Don't rebel against them. Amen? Unless they challenge your moral, your ethical, and your spiritual standing, don't rebel against them. Because everything has to be hinged unto the Word of God. Your relationship with the Word. So I, as a husband, if I tell my wife to do things that are ungodly, she has a right to rebel. Amen? That is not considered rebellion before God. 
But if I ask her to do things that are according to godly way of living, things that befit a man of God, then she has an obligation to choose for herself to obey or to disobey. For that is how now she shows her love to me and ultimately to the Father. For the same book, Ephesians chapter 5, husbands and wives submit to one another in reverence to Christ. We like living that far out. In reverence to Christ. But the commandment to the husband is to love the wife. The commandment to the wife is submit and respect your husband. Not really a commandment. It's, it's wisdom shared. Because it is really your choice to do so. Children, it's the wisdom shared. Obey your fathers. Obey your fathers. Don't argue with them. Joyce, you're a teenager. Don't argue with mommy and daddy because you think you know best. No, you don't. They were once teenagers. Kimani, don't argue with mommy. Don't. Don't. Choose to be different. It is said of Caleb and who else? Joshua, yeah? That they were of a different spirit. Be different. Be different. Be unique. Walk in love. Walk in victory. Amen? Shall we stand up? I believe the, assign the announcements have already been made, so I don't need to repeat them. But uh, just to emphasize, next Sunday we have one service. Don't come in at 9, don't come in at 10, come in at 11. Uh, well, you can come in early and pray. Uh, spend time in prayers. Uh, but we have one service beginning 11 and thereafter lunch. If you desire to partake in the thanksgiving, let me know. Uh, prepare your gift and let me know. Come to the house of God with a gift. Amen. Jesus spoke very hard things in John chapter 6. And he said, I am the bread of life. And he challenged the Jews to eat of this bread and to drink his blood. But they took the word and they understood it in their minds. And they missed what Jesus was saying. And the word says many of them departed. And he asked the disciples the same, same questions. Will you also take off? The word does not come to comfort you in your mess. It comes to challenge you. It comes to establish your identity and challenges you to rise up to what God is saying about you. And so if you feel challenged, don't fight your husband or your wife. Amen? Don't fight your children. Don't fight your parents. Find out how God wants you to walk in this. 
that you may fulfill the purpose of the commandment. Amen. But if you take it with your head, you will fight. Jesus says, I have not come to establish peace. I have come to declare war between husbands and wives, between children and their parents. But that war is hinged on whether you took the word with your mind or you allowed the word to enter your heart to transform you to his image. And so I want to speak a blessing over you, over your relationships, over the work of your hands. A blessing that will open doors of favor from God and from men. That God will be pleased with you, that he will tell other business associates, there is my son, go give him that deal. A door that will tell the children, those are your parents, desire to know them. For in that is a blessing for you for the future. A door for the wives, that that is your husband, respect and submit to him, and doors will open for you. Proverbs 31 does not come out of nowhere. Pay attention to what the husband is saying in that chapter. There is a joy, you will sense a sense of joy from the words of the husband when he talks about his wife. Husbands, know that you are a representative of Christ. Love your wives unconditionally. Come what may, whether they break things in the house or not whether they know how to cook or not. Love them the same. And demonstrate the same love by keeping the words of Christ himself. As he was with the Father, let it be with you. It's a lot of surrendering as we celebrate Christmas. A lot of surrendering and a lot of correction of our thinking. If you could lead us in that song, Kiradi, that would be great.
because your face will shine upon us and your glory will be with us forever and ever. Amen. Now, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe everybody has received this word today. Walk in favor and walk in believing that God is with us and be a representative of, of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, goodness must be all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. 